This is the My Whittier Podcast, a podcast that gives you a local's perspective on the city of Whittier, California. Now here's your host, Bob Reese. Yes, sir, Bob, that is me, longtime Whittier resident and self-proclaimed foodie. I am definitely not an expert. I just know what I like. I am here to give you a local's perspective on the city we all love, the city we call home, Whittier, California. Thank you so much for joining me today. The My Whittier Podcast is sponsored by Scott Storage. Scott Storage is located at 10046 Scott Avenue, Whittier, California, 90603. It is the cleanest, most affordable storage facility in Whittier, California. Head over to scottstorage.net for all of the details. Scott Storage, proud sponsor of the My Whittier Podcast. We want to welcome a new sponsor, Kobe Madison Jewelry, Uptown Whittier's newest jewelry store, 6705 Greenleaf Avenue. It is family-owned, custom-made jewelry, engagement rings, wedding rings, and much, much more. You can follow them on Instagram, hashtag C-O-B-Y-M-A-D-I-S-O-N Jewelry. You can also find them at KobeMadisonJewelry.com, and uh, they are great. You're going to really love them. Stop by and see them this Saturday in Uptown Whittier as they open their doors for the first time. Kobe Madison Jewelry, proud sponsor of the My Whittier Podcast. If you are a local business looking for sponsorship opportunities, make sure and contact us at me at mywhittier.com. So many of you guys follow me on Facebook and Instagram, and I really appreciate that. And uh, many of you listen to the podcast now. We had 421 downloads for our last podcast, and I really, really appreciate that. Thank you for tuning in. Um, And I get a lot of questions. I get a lot of questions about Parnell Park and a lot of questions about what's being developed in the city, what's going in, what's going out. And uh, a lot of times I don't have the answers. Uh, Sometimes I do. And sometimes I don't, but I really appreciate you guys coming to me and asking me. Now, that was one of the reasons why I took a shot and invited Joe Vinatieri to be on the My Whittier podcast because, you know, if we want answers, who else, who better to get answers from than the mayor of the city of Whittier, California? Now, um, this is a really big deal for me because, as you guys know, I love all things Whittier, California, and uh, this is kind of like a bucket list moment for me because I never thought I'd be able to sit down and actually talk to the mayor and get answers to a lot of our questions. So this was a really big deal for me, and it was a big honor for me to sit down and talk to Mayor Joe. So we are going to get into that interview right now. It was a really cool time, really good interview, and uh, this is exactly how that interview went. Okay, I wanted to welcome Mayor Joe Vinatieri to the show. Uh, do you mind if I call you Mayor Joe Vinatieri? You can do that or call me just Joe. Just Joe? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I know that you're a busy guy and you got lots going on. But I wanted to reach out to you because there are so many questions that we have on the, on, um, on the subject of Whittier. So much going on. And I thought I'd reach out to you and hear it from your mouth and get the get the answers. Sure, sure. So um, one of the things that uh, everybody's talking about is Parnell Park, 
Now, um, if you could just take a moment to educate us on what the deal is with Pirate Park, because it's been going on for a couple of years, and um, you know, people think it's just an easy solution. We can just go in and, and take care of it. And I know that's not the case. What is the law? What What is preventing us from, from moving forward with this? Sure. Um, there's a Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals decision called Boise. I uh, forget the first name, but it's the Boise case. Uh, and, and it was taken up to the U.S. Supreme Court uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And the U.S. Supreme Court decided not to take the case. So the Boise case is the law, at least in the Ninth Circuit, which is California and the Western United States. Uh, basically, the Boise case says that you can't enforce your camping ordinance, no camping in public places, including parks, unless you have a bed for those who happen to be camping in the park. And so what that means basically is uh, you, can't, you, you can't kick people out of the park because they say that it constitutes criminalization of homelessness. So... Um, that's what the case is all about, and so it's the law of the land, at least the Ninth Circuit now, and um, you know, we and other cities, counties, uh, are supposed to follow it. So now it's a, it's a new day because when the Supreme Court determined not to take the case, then there were a number of cities, counties who weren't following it, and they were basically encouraging people just to move along and the, the like. Whittier, um, because it was the law from the Ninth Circuit, we did not do that. We basically said, okay, we're going to follow it. We don't want to get into a lawsuit. We want to follow the law. So um, what's happened now is we've got to have a new, uh, just a, a new way of dealing with this. And the bottom line is if you're going to enforce it, you've got to give people a shelter opportunity or a, a, some type of voucher. So that's kind of what's going on now, except it's, um, <clears throat> we've gone beyond that. So on Parnell Park, You'll never, um, I ask people, I say, well, when was the last time, do you remember seeing encampments in Whittier a year and a half ago? Uh, and people say, mm, no. Well, it's because when we had encampments, we had police and we had volunteers who would go out, tell the people, you can't camp here, you got to move on. If they didn't move on, uh, they were, their possessions were taken. They were put in, stored at the, the uh, city yard, and they said, you come, come get your possessions, but you can't do this. Boise came down, we had to stop doing that. So that's, that's what happened. Um, so now we're in a position, we're saying, well, okay, what do we do? So specifically Parnell Park, what we determined to do is um, when the young lady overdosed and passed, um, that was it. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's it. No, uh, enough is enough. And uh, we called, uh, she passed on, on uh, was uh, New Year's Day, or very early in the morning. And uh, we had a special emergency council meeting the following Monday. And that's when we said, okay, uh, and my concern was, is this going to happen some more? Because what, what we find in a lot of the adult homeless, uh, both male and female, there are maybe, in my opinion, and there are diff different people will disagree with me, but there's basically three homeless uh, types of people. There are those who are economically uh, depressed because they've lost a job, uh, they've gotten into a cycle of homelessness, and, and if they want to have a job, if they need help, they're willing to do that, but they've gotten sucked into it. You have another group of people who are drug and alcohol addicted, 
And those people uh, previously would have been in drug court and in rehab facilities. And the judge would have said, if you don't do rehab, then you're going to do time in, in county jail. That was all done away with, with Proposition 47 several years ago. And so a number of the people that we have uh, had at Parnell Park and in, in just around Whittier are, are drug and alcohol addicted. Interestingly, we did a census uh, that we just came out with last week so all people Whittier could see. Uh, we asked, we, we went to every person who was homeless and um, we came up with a number of 231 people uh, were homeless in Whittier um, and unsheltered at, at, at over a two-day period. And we, were, uh, we asked them an, a series of questions. What's your background with Whittier? Uh, uh, did you go to school here? Do you have family here? That kind of thing. Uh, there was a question about, have you had mental health issues? Uh, this is all you know, self-reported. Uh, self, uh, um, or do you have a drug alcohol situation? Interestingly, um, we of the 231, 117 talked to are the people taking the census. Of that 117, um, we had 30% said that they had uh, uh, mental, um, mental health issues. I mean, that's, they admitted it. Uh, we had another 30% that uh, said, I'm drug or alcohol. Uh, and so that's, you know, that's, in fact, it was almost, uh, uh, it was up to two-thirds, almost two-thirds of the people in Whittier who are on the street fall into those two categories. Um, and then you had a potpourri of, of, of others. So what we had going on at, at, at Parnell Park, uh, I think basically uh, represented that. We had a number of, of uh, people involved in drug and alcohol. We had a number of people who were mentally ill. And um, so, I mean, when, when the young lady um, passed, that was just kind of, that's it. Uh, enough, uh, enough is enough. So that's when we called in the, uh, we, we asked Janice Hahn, and they brought in the sheriff's host team, the homeless uh, outreach task force they have, who partnered up with PATH as well as uh, Whittier First Day. And they went to each person there. They interviewed each person and said, what, um, what can we do to help you? Who are you? What's your background, etc." And uh, of course we said, we said we're going to go through that because we want to make sure that we just weren't kick, kicking people out of the park. That there are people who want help, we want to help them. You don't want to criminalize these people. You no. want to help them. Yeah, we right. just want to help them absolutely. But at the same time, the park was not built for camping. It was built for families, for recreation, for senior citizens. Uh, that's what it was built for. It was never built for camping. Never intended. So, so people have a darn right um, concern that 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 they weren't uh, able to use because of what was going on. So we posted it, as you know, and it was 10, uh, 10 uh, business days. And during that period of time, uh, we reached out to everybody. And um, come last Monday, um, uh, there was uh, people left. There was only three people left. And the last person who was there uh, just indicated that he was going to stay there. And um, they would have to arrest him. So um, he was arrested, and uh, then he was, I, I, I don't know what the follow-up is on it, but I'm sure he, he, he got out uh, shortly thereafter. And as you know, we've completely fenced it. They took out two dump truck full uh, of dirt where the, where the um, uh, all the, the picnic tables were. They took the picnic tables, if you drive by there, you'll see it in the parking lot there. 
a number of the picnic tables were damaged beyond repair. Mm -hmm. um, it'd be very straightforward. Uh, a number of the trees there were damaged. Uh, bark being taken off, things being done. Um, it's horrible. Yeah. And, and we have to have arborists come in to make sure that those trees are safe. Mm -hmm. So they took the picnic tables out, they're looking at the trees, uh, they brought in, um, took the two dump uh, truck uh, loads out, they brought in two new um, uh, uh, truck full of, of new dirt. Um, they have now, they've not only done that area, but they've gone through the whole park, because the whole park has been shut down. And um, they're gonna, we're gonna get it back to, to where it needs to be for the people. Um, and, and it's very clear, everyone understands this, we, because of the problems that we had at um, Leffingwell Ranch Park, uh, we shut that down and we started enforcing curfew. Mm -hmm. uh, because of the problems we've had at Parnell Park, we have not gone citywide to all parks, but we're at those two parks. We said we've had, uh, we've had health and safety code issues here. We're shutting it down, uh, we're cleaning it up, and after it go, opens back up, and I think it's gonna be a while before it opens because they're going through it with a, a fine tooth comb yeah, you got needles and everything else. There, yeah. there have been needles. They've, they have uh, taken pictures of everything they pulled out of there. And I haven't seen them yet, but I'm informed that um, uh, there are a number of, of, of items that are not appropriate for yeah. a park. We've been told that there were urine bombs, urine bombs left for those cleaning up. I mean, that's it's ridiculous. Disgusting. Yeah. So um, we're going to make sure it's absolutely clean, and then once it's 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 opened back up, and and the picnic area might be closed down for a while, mm -hmm. uh, because it's the rest of the park. We want to get the senior center open, and we want to get the other side where the basketball court and and uh, the kids play area. Yeah, I saw the senior center open today. Actually, oh, did it? Okay, yeah. you you know yeah. you know more. You're you're more on top of things <laughs> than I am. It opened today. Okay, and then the park area is still closed. So yeah. that's good to know. So when the park opens up again and you're going to reinforce the curfew, how does that happen now? I mean, because we have people that are offered help, they decline the help, and then now where are we? Where are we? So where we're at is we're going to start enforcing curfew. And it's all posted, and curfew is from sunset to sunrise. And that means nobody can be in the park. Kids, seniors, families, those who might be delineated as homeless, nobody is allowed in the park. And it's going to be uh, uh, vigorously enforced, and uh, people can come in during the daytime. Uh, during the daytime, uh, we have the ordinance, of course, that says if you bring stuff in or, or tents or that, you can't put them up. So that's going to be an issue enforcing that, to be very candid with you. Uh, but the PD is going to be on top of that, and we're, there's going to be vigorous enforcement. Um, uh, so, so I'm um, looking forward to that, and uh, I'm, I just indicate that. Um, uh, we, we, we did all the things we could to help people and, and offer them shelter. And um, uh, I think, I, you know, I don't have the final stats. I think one person uh, took, took some the help. help. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I know it's a difficult situation, and there's a lot of armchair quarterbacks out there that think you can go in and, and just, you know, strong-arm people, but you can't. Like you mentioned, the laws that are on the books. So um, it looks like it's headed in the right direction, and it looks really good over there, and I'm sure the... Workers are doing a really good job of cleaning that all up, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that all pans out. Let me let me just also interject. It's interesting. Um, so there hasn't been an uptick. We haven't seen it in other parks. So I think a lot of the people who were down there, and I don't know, I don't have these stats, but a lot of the people who were at Parnell 
were both Whittier, City of Whittier residents, maybe at some point in time, I had some background. Um, County Whittier uh, people associated, uh, maybe some people from uh, uh, North Orange County. Uh, so it was, a, 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 I think, an eclectic mix of folks uh, who were there. Uh, we are now finding that there are some people popping up along the railroad right away. Uh, and uh, we're trying to work with Union Pacific Railroad to uh, make sure if there's an encampment or two or three. Um, I was out um, this past weekend <coughs> on Saturday night uh, doing a little patrol uh, with my wife and a, a good friend from Nigeria and he was new to Whittier and I, I was explaining to him what happened in Parnell Park. We went and looked at it that night and the light was up and uh, uh, floodlights were up and no, nobody there so it nice. looked good. But we went and did some further reconnoitering, and sure enough, found a, a camp um, down between on the railroad tracks between Laurel and um, and Painter, and the police were on it already. Mm -hmm. So um, we're it's it's all being watched. That's private property, of course, and it's up to the railroad. But um, uh, we can only deal with with public property. So that's interesting you say that because I this is the first time you and I have ever talked, and. Um, I would go visit my mom early on a Saturday or Sunday morning, or I'd drive around doing the My Whittier thing, taking photos, and kind of just scanning the area here and there. And I would always tend to come across a guy all bundled up and jogging, looking around, and he was the only person out there, and it was you. It would be you out jogging around the Greenway Trail and kind of scanning. So it was nice to see that you're actually you know, you're actually out there. You're, you're, you're checking things out and making sure um, that you know what's going on on the ground level, and that's that was good to see. Yeah. So, and, um, and I'm still doing it. Yeah, I, I, as, yeah. You, as you just mentioned. Yeah. Um, okay, so the homeless thing hopefully is going in the right direction. We have so much activity uh, going on in the city of Whittier. You know, you know what? Let me tell you one other thing that's really important that you and, and everyone listening to you knows. Yeah. I uh, was with Henry Bouchot day before yesterday. We appeared uh, in Judge Carter's court uh, down in uh, federal court in Santa Ana. The, the city of Whittier did a census to see how many people we have uh, because what we're looking at doing is joining the litigation that um, dispossessed the people who are along the um, um, Santa Ana River, and there was a big lawsuit about it. So there's there's um, uh, the what they call the the uh, service um, provider area at spa North Spa of um, of Orange County. They now have two shelters that they're working on getting opened. And uh, what Judge Carter has said, he said, look at I know Boise says you got to have one bed for each person. He says I I'm going to say it's not clear enough. Uh, I'm going to go if you've got uh, 100 people, you need 60 beds instead of 100 beds. Uh, so they're doing shelters in northern Orange County. Um, and this is really important because uh, they now are moving forward on that. Once they do that, then the, the judge uh, will have a, a consent decree that basically says you can go in and you can enforce all your laws uh, and you only have to take care of those people who have some kind of nexus to Buena Park or La Habra or whatever that you don't have to take care of everyone else because there's, you know, this it, it's a, uh, a transient population. Why is that important? Let me tell you why. Uh, Bellflower is now doing the same thing. Uh, Whittier, we're still talking about it, but I think we're going to join it. We'll be the second city in Los Angeles County to join 
uh, that litigation, federal court litigation, and we're still working through it. Um, but I think we're going to do it. And the reason why is when Bellflower starts um, enforcing, and there's some other cities are enforcing, well, uh, and they're keeping people who are only Bellflower oriented, they're going to be moving out. So the ones in North Orange County who aren't Fullerton, La Habra, Brea, whatever, where are they going to go? Mm-hmm. They're going to have to go westbound over the LA County line. Right. And there, there we are. Mm-hmm. Same thing when you start doing this in Southeast LA County, where are those people going to go? They're not going to move west into Los Angeles because there's already, already huge problems in downtown LA and something's going to happen with downtown LA. Yeah. It cannot continue to exist the way it is. Yeah. Something's going to happen, and I, I, I don't know what, I don't know when, but I think I wouldn't be surprised you're going to see people moving out of downtown. Well, where are they going to go? Mm-hmm. The only way they can go is they can't go north into further L.A. They can't go south. You LA. go to Montebello, Pico, Whittier. That's yeah. correct. And so what we're doing, uh, and, and I'm, I'm a, we've got to have a shelter. We've got to take care of uh, our Whittier people, but we have to protect ourselves because we've got Orange County, North Orange County, we got maybe Bellflower South, uh, Southeast cities, uh, and, and then you got downtown LA. So we have to be proactive and get out in front. So um, we were there at, at court on on, on uh, day before yesterday, and a really interesting thing was brought up. Remember I said to you that at least in Whittier, 30% of the people self-identified with mental? The governor now is pushing real hard. He's gonna put money into it. I think we finally got people's attention. And, and, you know, where do we come up with the money in the city of Whittier? We're in a deficit situation because of, of uh, uh, PERS and some other things that we need to talk about here. So where are we going to get the money for this? Well, Proposition H, uh, Janice Hahn in the county has, has money, and, and, and Janice has been very helpful in all of this, by the way. Uh, she just, she's been very, very helpful. So we have to come up with money somehow. Well, here's the issue. Um, mental health. Nothing is being done on mental health. In fact, there is a millionaire's tax uh, that they pay a little surcharge for several years now. They have over, um, over was six, about $600 million in sitting in Sacramento for mental health that has not been used. That's, that's, like, that's almost a billion dollars. Yeah. It's not being used. And so I was asked by the court on uh, day before yesterday, on, on um, uh, Tuesday, or Monday, whatever it was, it all goes so quickly these yeah. days. I, I, I was asked, well, what about Metropolitan State Hospital? Well, Metropolitan State already has mental health going on there right now. Why couldn't they grow that? And it's a regional issue. Uh, we don't, we're not the only ones with this, this problem. I mean, it's, everybody's got the mental health issue. And we know in Whittier it's 30% self-identified. Uh, most people say, well, it's 10 to 15%. I think it's much higher than that. But the governor has to get on board and, and make it happen. So we have the opportunity at Metropolitan right here. And um, so I talked a little bit to the court about that uh, because uh, it's, it's everyone's talking about housing, housing, housing. And yeah, housing's part of it. But there's a whole group of people, and you can hear my tone of voice, there's a whole group of people who don't want housing. Exactly. Because they're either drug or alcohol because of Prop 47, they're not getting treated, or they're mentally ill, or some type of mental issue, and they're not capable of taking care of themselves, and people are dying on the streets 
in this weather by not being able to take care of themselves, and many of them are mental. Yeah. Many. So, I mean, what's the humane thing to do here? So that's a big issue. Yeah, and I think that's the that's the thing. I mean, there's so many of that going on, and, and how do you force someone into help? How do you force someone into rehab when they don't want it? And that's where the, it gets sticky because you're, you're dealing with human people that are free to do what they want to do. Um, yeah, we don't want them to camp out at Par- uh, Parnell Park, but if they, if they don't accept the help, where, where, you know, where, yeah. where, where are we? It's yeah. just crazy. No, I think that's, uh, and otherwise we just end up pushing people around from site to site. Yeah. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And until we do something about the, the drug laws and, and take it back a ways, I don't want to go all the way back to what it was, but we got to do something about it because those people are, are, I mean, they need help and they're right here. And that's the only way to help them. Same thing with the mental yeah. illness. That's, those two groups constitute almost two thirds of what we see, I think, in the homeless population in general, let alone here in Whittier. Yeah. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. I want, I want, you need to know, your, your followers need to know oh, definitely. that, that it's we're, important. We're, we're being proactive and we're, we're working hard on this. Definitely, so. it's very important, I appreciate that. And um, so, as I mentioned before, so much going on. We have tons of activity in the city of Whittier. There was a time not too long ago where Whittier Boulevard was just filled with gaps. There was no, you know, no action going on. What's going to go here? What's going to go there? Now it's full. It's thriving. We got lots going on. You have a big hand in the groves. Can you give us an update on that? Yeah, I'm so excited about the groves. Uh, Chris Hardeman and I were there last week, and um, we've been monitoring it um, every six to eight months. Just it's going up quick. Going. Oh man, it's happening. They got. They, it took them a year to move the dirt, and they're still importing dirt uh, because they realized they didn't have enough. Wow. So on the east side towards the hospital, uh, they're still importing dirt. But on the west side, it's all graded, it's all compacted, and the streets are in, and they're putting up those model homes. And I'll tell you, it was, it was, like, it was like music to my ears to hear the hammers pounding on the wood because this is a dream that we've had since 2003. And um, to stick with it, to see it through, everything that's happened, it's coming true. It's yeah. for real. It's happening. It's happening. And, 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 and we went into the chapel's building, which is now called the Commons. Uh, I did uh, Bible study at Hayes Cottage for 10 years wow. uh, every Monday night. Wow. And we went in to see the wards because the wards um, didn't matter what color they were. They were all in for serious crimes. And they all had one thing in common, they didn't have a dad. And so myself and a couple of other guys from our church here would go down there every Monday night and we'd do Bible study with them, we'd counsel them and, and stuff. So I have lots of memories of, of Nellis, now the Groves, and the chapel's building where we would do the, um, the Protestant chapel on occasion. And it's been rehabbed and it is gorgeous. It's gonna be, um, it's going to be the community room, not only for, for the Groves, but for anyone who wants to rent it. And it'll be, there's nothing else like it in Southern California. I saw some pictures of it. It is amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for weddings and, and everything it, else, it, it's it, going to be one spectacular thing. It, it, it is. And that's why you saved those type of buildings. Yes. That's why you preserved them and moved forward with it and did that. Yeah, we did that. And um, so they're, they're, it, it's, it's, it's beautiful. And so it's happening. I talked to the, the, um, the developer of the retail commercial. He's going to start um, 
They're rehabbing the, um, uh, the uh, superintendent's home as well as the administration building, which you see right off of, as well as the su uh, assistant superintendent home, which they moved and they've got to do some further work on it. But they're going to start on that. Uh, I just talked to them yesterday. They're going to start on that in April. Uh, and it'll take them about a year. But he said, um, you know, they're, they're signed up with Stater Brothers and In-N-Out and Raising Canes. And LA, LA Fitness is going to have their high-end LA Fitness there. They're going to have two LA Fitnesses in Whittier. They like Whittier. And they're going to put uh, their high-end LA Fitness oh, wow. at, at the Groves. So that's a, that's we can check that box off. In-N-Out Burger is coming here. Yeah, it's going to be there. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, awesome. It's, it's done, and he's working on. There'll be another brewery uh, in one of those buildings. So we'll have uh, we have the Whittier Brewing Company uptown. We're going to have a Bodega La Bodega Brewing on Company, Comstock on Comstock, and we'll have a third at the at the Groves. And then a parking lot to go with all of it. Well, in uptown Whittier. In uptown, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he tried to park there on, on the evening. So I'm excited. And the other thing I want to tell you about, um, and it's just become public, um, we, uh, the Metro um, staff, has determined that the uh, best route for the Gold Line is the Washington Boulevard extension, uh, which will end right across the street from PIH Hospital, where Marie Callender's mm -hmm. is currently. Yeah, I remember that. It's coming to Whittier. Uh, and they just went public with it uh, day before yesterday. Wow! So it's got to go to the Metro Board. Uh, the mayor has to needs to be there. I think it's on the 27th or 29th uh, to advocate uh, for the Gold Line and to follow the the staff recommendation. But it's coming here. Wow! That's it's, huge. It, it, it's totally huge. So so I mean, you can hear how excited I am. Yeah. It's coming here, so you'll be able to get downtown without having to get in your car, and it'll be uh, relatively quick uh, to, to get downtown. Uh, it's right across the street from the hospital, which is our largest jobs, uh, it's our incubator for jobs in Whittier. Uh, and of course, more importantly, it's got the best health care around. Uh, and then you'll be able to walk literally to the groves with all the new homes and all the new retail. This is going to be, um, it's going to change uh, the west side of Whittier. So you're telling me I can get on the Gold Line, get to Dodger Stadium from Whittier in no time. Uh, you'll be Just able like to, that. Yeah, you'll be able <laughs> to go downtown, and then they'll have until they they take the <laughs> take the Gold Line directly into Dodger Stadium. You know they have the buses that go from the exactly. station. So yeah, that's you, kind of cool. Yeah, that's great. Well, you, I've been in that traffic. You've been in that yes. traffic. It takes you. You know, the, you have to leave an hour and a half early. Oh, yeah, early. that'd be a no-brainer to get on the train e and just go. Exactly. Yeah, so awesome. so the Gold Line's, uh, Gold Line's coming to Whittier, and uh, we're just we're really excited about it. I need to post that um, because it's... Um, it's happening. It's happening. And this is... We've been, we've been talking about this. We've been talking about this since 2006. Yeah, this stuff is all coming, it's, it's coming com to play now. It's coming to fruition. Yeah. So you wonder... <laughs> You wonder what's going on in Whittier. I'm excited. As yeah, all it's happening. There's, like I said, there's so much going. Yeah. So there's so much housing going on, mm -hmm. popping up everywhere. Is that is that mandated, or when does that does that just keep continuing? Well, here, I mean, how does that work? Here's the situation on housing. This is all market rate housing, uh, and it's going to go from four hundreds up to eight hundred thousand mm -hmm. um, dollars. By the way, I got to put a plug in because you get that kind of. Though the people who can afford that, they'll have discretionary income and spending, I should say. Um, they're going to be able to, to eat right there. They're going to be able to go right up Greenleaf to Uptown. We're talking about a transit system. I call it a people mover system. I've been talking about it since 2006. 
and and we have money for a study and we're actually studying it right now and my hope is that we get that people mover starting at um, Painter at the the college down Philadelphia into the into the uptown past the dog park and Whittier High School into the groves around the groves and out to the hospital and then ultimately out Lambert to uh, Whitwood and Whitwood to the quad in the back so people will be able to go uptown uh, just jump on the people mover you don't have to get in your car it's a little bit far to walk yeah uh, and I think it's going to be a huge uh, economic stimulus for, for Uptown. So that kind of... Uh, it's all synergistic. Yeah, a lot of people say, you know, housing equals traffic, and, and it's going to be too much traffic. It's going to be a nightmare. But you, what you're explaining to me, that's not the case. We're, we're hopeful, I, and I'm very sympathetic with that, because, uh, you know, Waze... I, I, where, where was I? I live up by Turbo Canyon, and the other day I was walking, and there were like 10 cars in a row coming out of Turbo Canyon. Well, that's unusual. Well, it's because something was going on the 60 freeway, and they routed people yeah. down that way. So there's a lot of this we can't we can't control, and, and much of our ta uh, traffic is is cut through, uh, and we have that. We know the stats on that. Every time we do some kind of, of housing thing, we're always uh, concerned about the traffic, and um, so we try to do everything we can to mitigate. One of the mitigations is a people mover. We're talking about maybe a, 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 a also a. a um, autonomous vehicle program that we've talked to some people in Boston who came out here to look and we're looking at something like that. So we're looking for alternatives. Uh, but I want to go back to the housing thing because we've been told by uh, the regional um, powers that be out of the state that we have to come up with 3,400 affordable homes. The problem with 3,400 uh, is where do you put them in Whittier? I mean, do you, do you, you take Whittier Boulevard and build up two or three stories? Um, there was a bill, SB 50, that was just defeated last week that we were trying to tell everyone about that would have said by right on transit corridors you can go up four stories. That'd be Whittier Boulevard, that'd be Beverly Boulevard, anywhere there's a transit. Uh, and you don't even have to go to the city for permits. Wow. You don't have to go have hearings. You don't, the, the neighbors, doesn't matter what the neighbors think, we're going to do this by right because we need housing. I mean, it was going to literally you could go into single-family neighborhoods, which Whittier is totally blessed with, and they would uh, someone could come in by right without having to get permits. Basically, come in and and um, uh, build another you know another unit or two. That's not to say we have ADUs and, and we're encouraging people to do ADUs, but but that bill thankfully was was defeated. It'll be back again, and uh, so so the state is pushing housing on us. Whittier is supposed to have 3,400 units in the next 10 years of low-income, uh, uh, moderate-income housing. And here's the kicker. First of all, where do we put it? We just talked about, and by the way, what about quality of life? What about traffic? All right. Um, but So what's dictating this? Is it the population or is just they're just saying, no, just it's you're going to have to build? It's, it's, it's the state lot. coming down and saying, you're, what are you, you're doing 3,400. Uh, they're telling each city what they got to do. No input whatsoever. And here's, as I said, the kicker is, well, how do you pay for it? How do you pay for it? So they want us to do this. And most developers, I mean, uh, what we used to do, we had redevelopment money. We had money set aside. Uh, the Gables in East Whittier, uh, Comstock and Penn right here, 
those are there's some affordable housing units in it because we had redevelopment money from years back that we set aside and uh, we did silent seconds in that to encourage people for home ownership and that who would not have otherwise been able to put in a um, do a down payment so where do we get the money to do this last year uh, sacramento was sitting on i think it was about 21.5 billion dollars surplus 21.5 billion dollars surplus much of which I think in the old days would have been redevelopment money that we would have had, but instead now, because redevelopment's gone, that money's up there. So have you heard anything about taking that money and giving it to local government so we can subsidize a developer coming in and doing, assuming we can find some room? Right. Do we have anything to subsidize that? No. They expect us just to do it. So, I mean, it's like, it's like we want to do our fair share um, but and we're we're we've had we're going to have, in terms of housing market rate housing, we're going to have uh, about a thousand units once the Groves is done, as well as some of the other projects around town. We'll have about a thousand new units at market rate, doing our fair share to help people who maybe are just at market rate to help people uh, get houses, figure out how to do that, uh, and then they they want us to do subsidized housing too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's 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 government mandate from Sacramento telling us what to do, always telling us what to do, never providing us resources, or let alone helping us to figure out well what's best for our people. Right. It's just a statewide mandate, you know, just do it and and shut up. And that's important to know, just because the perception is when these all this housing's going up, is that it's the Whittier local. Uh, politicians saying okay we're going to just build housing but it's not the case it's, we're, we're, it's we're, mandated well we're trying that uh, we're trying to find balance all right because there are places in Whittier where people want to um, developers want to build so we have to look at that and look at uh, does it fit the neighborhood is it zoned properly what about traffic impacts so that is happening we're doing that and you we've had a couple we got one at Beverly and in, in Norwalk um, yeah we got a couple out in East Whittier so we wanted we got one uh, was over Hadley in, in Magnolia among others so we want to do that just from a market standpoint we can't subsidize because we don't have money to subsidize so we do have people coming to us and uh, but then we have all this other that's being pushed down on us so it's a matter you'll hear me always talk about balance yeah we need to find the balance so that's um that's a lot going on there and do you have any idea of what's happening with osh mm -hmm. what's happening with osh give yeah me, give me give me the goods joe yeah well give me I, can't, the goods. I, I it's it's supposition um we have a um an llc that's going through the permit process right now and um they have put in plans to reconfigure um, that building. Um, and the building is, the reconfiguration is consistent with um, uh, uh, another company that's now doing um, a, new, um, a new model in uh, retailing here in Southern California. Okay. And we don't know, I, I mean, I can't tell you who it is because we don't know who it is, but you just look at it and you say, hmm, uh, this company opened up, uh, I think, uh, recently a, um, uh, a facility or something in, in, in Glendale. So uh, we'll see what we'll see what it is. But it, so when I find out, I'll give you a call. Uh, well, you that? found out about Parnell Park, so <laughs> well, you know you're ahead of me. What can I say? It's I, if it's what we think it is, people are going to really like it. Yeah, really. I like hope it. so. Yeah. 
Okay, um, so now we have an election coming up, and if our listeners here are on the fence, they don't know which direction they're going to go, and obviously you're running for a re-election here. What would you tell the folks? What What's your vision for the next two years? I mean, you laid out a lot of it right now. That was huge, and um, that's kind of like the bulk of it, and it's exciting. Yeah. And I, I, I'm assuming, obviously, you want to see that through. Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, this has been long-term, the Groves... The gold line, um, I think the gold line started in 2007, 2008. I was talking to uh, the writer from the Daily News, and he reminded me that I think it was myself and Owen Newcomer on the, the city council at that time. We were a little antsy, and then we said, you know what? This is good for Whittier. It's transportation, public transportation. Uh, so we've been on it, and Fernando Dutra uh, was, uh, uh, was not on the council at that time, but he was uh, the leader of the Washington Boulevard Coalition, uh, which which worked with the city in in just pushing this thing forward and pulling together all the partners from all the cities. So my my vision, I pretty much gave yeah, much it out. to yeah, you. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, and and I can tell you, it's government. Nothing happens quickly. It takes time. You just have to work it through. Uh, and I want to make sure on homelessness that we are dealing with the mental health issues, and that's going to be long term. Um, and the and, drugs. And the drugs, that's, that's long-term also. And, and, and while I'm at it here, let me just give you this. Um, as you know, Officer Boyer uh, was murdered uh, here in Whittier in 2017. Um, what happened to him never should have happened. That person never should have been out of prison. Uh, in November, on the ballot, will be an initiative called Keep California Safe. Keep California safe. Um, I've been, the city's been involved as one of the leaders in California of that initiative, of pushing the initiative. We got enough signatures, it's on. And um, one of my, uh, my vision, one of my vision, in addition to what you've already heard, is to work that really hard because one of the things that's going to happen is under Keep California Safe, Anyone who goes into prison and comes out, the Board of Prison Terms is going to have ability to look at their whole record to see whether they were violent or nonviolent and either put them on county probation or state parole. Uh, when, when this happened, they didn't know that this guy had been beat somebody up, assaulted somebody with a baseball bat, and, and had been in prison for two years. So when he came out on this particular charge, which was he was in for auto theft, which is nonviolent, they only knew oh he he, he finished up his he finished up his his uh, time, and so we'll put him on probation. They didn't know he was a violent criminal, and and unfortunately we lost an officer, and there have been another uh, number of officers under AB 109 who've died also under uh, similar types of circumstances. This is going to plug that ridiculous loophole. I mean, it's just common sense. Plus, we find that, I don't know if you've seen it, you go into uh, markets and that, you see people stealing stuff and walking out. um, And if you steal anything that's under $950, all you get is a traffic ticket. Like, uh, you can't be arrested for it, let alone uh, prosecuted by the the company. A lot of the companies, uh, the, the, the market doesn't want to prosecute. That will be uh, taken care of because if you're going to do it three times or more in a certain period of time, that's serial theft. Uh, you can be arrested for that. So, so Keep California Safe is going to do a lot of things to help all of us and plug some of these gaps. And so that's a big part of, of uh, uh, public safety is our number, one, um, our number one issue. It's my number one issue. And we're going to be pushing hard on that one also. So i kind of gotten off, but... Yeah. Um, 
you've got the vision, you've got what needs to be done, we're going to continue to work the homeless uh, situation. You don't see homeless families on the street, do you? It's because we have a great, great program here between uh, the um, Whole Child and the Salvation Army and Imagine, uh, Imagine Whittier, we take care of, and, and the um, uh, Women and Children's Crisis Shelter, we take care of our families. Yeah. So it's just this one area that we have an issue that we're going to continue to work. So Yeah. Well, I appreciate the time. And just from my, my perspective, like I said, we never talked before, but I've been in the city for a long time. I've watched you and talking about the Keith Boyer thing, I was going to bring that up because when that went down, um, the city was just floored. I mean, we just, I knew him. He was a customer over at where I worked and um, it was just, it was just something that was a horrible, horrible situation. And at the time, the city could go, uh, you know, south really quickly because everybody's so scared and what's going on. You stepped in at that time and handled that really, really great. And you took off the politician hat. You were coming from the heart. And um, I felt it. And you brought the community together at that time. And uh, I'll never forget that. That was something that resonates with me when I think about you. And I wanted to thank you for that personally. I appreciate that. That was a... That was a tough. That was a tough night when everyone came together and we, we mourned together, we grieved together, but we needed to do it together, and we are Whittier strong. Back we then, we still are. We are, and I see that a lot. You with Robert McCready, Scott McCready, um, you were there for that, and also uh, Danny Martin. Danny. And so you know you're plugged in. You're you're a genuine guy, and I really appreciate you. And I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the My Whittier podcast. Yeah, it's good to meet you, and um, um, all I can tell you is, is uh, Whittier's, we're dealing with the homeless, and we'll, we'll, we'll get there, but we got a lot of other great things going on, and we just need to keep our eye on the mark and the vision and just keep moving forward. Take care of business and focus on the positive. Take care of our families. People are still moving here because they want to raise their kids here. Definitely. It's a Whittier's great strong. place to be. For Whittier, sure. Whittier's strong. Thank you so much. Okay, so that was absolutely amazing. I appreciate Joe Vinatieri taking the time, Mayor Joe Vinatieri taking the time and visiting with me and filling us in on all of the details, um, all of the stuff going on here in Whittier. Now I'm here with Chris Hardman. Chris, how are you doing? I'm well. And um, with the election coming up, I just wanted to make sure everybody knows where to go, how to vote, and you're going to help me with that because I have no clue. So um, give us some insight on, on what to expect on the vote. Okay. Well, uh, first I want to talk about the city. Uh, on city elections, we'd always run those in the month of April so we could focus specifically on the city and all those who were interested in the city election, city council, would come out and vote. Um, last year, the council decided to move it to the primary election. Uh, it saved the city $300,000. It made a good financial sense. Uh, now the county runs our local election as they do with many cities now. Um, early voting or vote by mail started yesterday. Okay, so many of your listeners will have received a ballot in the mail um, by the time they're listening to this. If you are a poll voter, you can also go to a, a uh, vote center of which there are a list of them here in the city and I can go over that. 
Uh, but if you are a poll voter and you're not registered to vote by mail, you are still going to have the opportunity to vote by mail. It's really funny, but in the new election code, um, if a city borders another county that shares a congressional or school district boundary or something like that, and that other county votes by mail, then the city next to that county will also all vote by mail. And that's the case with Orange County and with Whittier. So what we found is everybody in Whittier will have the chance to vote by mail. If you're not a permanent absentee voter, you and you're a poll voter, you can either go to the new vote center or you can vote by mail. Um, in the new vote centers, which will be open a, a variety of dates, um, three of them in Whittier will be open for 11 days starting February 22nd. That is the Trinity Lutheran Church, the East Whittier United Methodist Church, and the First United Methodist Church at Central Park. So there'll be a, uh, 11 days. I believe the time is from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. on each of those days leading up to March 2nd. The actual vote day is March 3rd. Starting on February 29th, there'll be vote centers that are open for four days. Okay, There are a thousand vote centers in Los Angeles and anybody who is registered to vote in, in Whittier uh, can vote at any vote center in LA County. So let's say you you uh, work in Venice. There's a vote center in Venice and you want to vote there, you can do it. And it locks you in so it knows you voted even though you live in Whittier, which is brand new. But uh, it, we're being told it's absolutely secure. Um, on February 29th through March 3rd, uh, Murphy Ranch Elementary, Orange Grove Elementary, Palm Park, Whittier Union High School, Whitwood Branch Library, the YMC of Greater Whittier will also be vote centers from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. On March 3rd, every one of these vote centers will be open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. That's, that's the, the final big, day. That's the final day. That's the final day to turn in your, your ballot. If you're a vote by mail person and you, you haven't mailed it, you have until that day to get it uh, postmarked and mailed, has to be received by Friday. Uh, the Central Library will also be a, a ballot drop-off center. So you can take your ballot in if you choose not to mail it in. By the way, it's postage paid. You don't have to put a stamp on it to mail it. Um, and you can, you can take it into the Central Library and drop it, I believe, that the entire 11 days as well. You can't vote there, but you can drop off your, your okay. ballot, your vote by Yeah, I think ballot. that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to avoid the lines and um, just kind of fill it out at home. That way it's, it's a done deal. Just mail it right back in. If you're, a, if you're a poll voter, you have these new ballot marking devices that you go in. There are these electronic devices, and you go through and you... Automated type of thing? Kind of automated. Yeah. You, um, you mark your ballot on there. There's, a, there's an issue with them because they can only fit four candidates on the screen at a time, and yeah. a lot of races have more than four candidates. Yeah. So you have to become familiar with this machine, and you have to press this more button, which might be confused with the next yeah. button and so on, to get down to the other candidates. I'm over 40, and I have, <laughs> I have problems with that kind of thing, so, so I'm definitely going to go the... Uh, um, the ballot. Yeah, the, the easiest ballot. and clearest way to vote <laughs> is your vote by mail ballot that everybody is going to get. If you want to look at these ballot marking devices, I hear they're going to be educating everybody on them. 
Um, and and you know they're they're neat looking devices, but they have some some little yeah, issues. Yeah, I like it old school. I want to I want to make sure my vote counts, so I think I'm going to do the ballot. Well, it's here. funny that I mean we used to keep it pretty simple, right? We yeah. did these ballot marking de de uh, the device things uh, where you just punch it with yeah, the little ink dot good. and so yeah. on, and you turn that in. Uh, I think the new thing is it'll print out a QR code onto your ballot. It's a paper ballot that still gets submitted. These these machines are not connected to the internet. So the paper ballots still get turned oh, in okay. and scanned, but right. they can scan each one and it automatically tabulates who you voted for. Okay. So that's good information and um, hopefully everybody gets that. And oh, lavote.net. Lavote.net. They can okay. go to lavote.net and everything I said is right on there and they can look up their polling while well, the vote centers, they can check their registration or their, their you know, that they're registered to vote. And, uh, and read up on anything else they want to about this election. Fantastic. Well, thanks for taking the time to educate us. I know everybody wants to go out there and uh, make their vote count, so I appreciate it, man. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so you got that. LAVote.net. If you have a candidate and you want to vote for that candidate, you go to LAVote.net, and that will give you all of the details, give you all the ins and outs and where to go and how to do that. I think I'm going to take the absentee ballot route and fill that out in the comfort of my own home and do a little research, mail that back in, and it's a done deal. Um, that is one way to avoid lines and drive time and just uh, get that taken care of. So there you have it. Thank you, Chris Hardman, for uh, laying that all out for us. And I want to thank Mayor Joe Vinatieri for joining me on the show today. Uh, it was a pleasure, and uh, I know that your time is valuable, and I really appreciate it. And you gave us a lot to digest there, a lot of information, a lot of inside information, and we're really looking forward to a lot of this stuff transpiring and uh, coming to fruition. So it's uh, an exciting time in Whittier, California. So I want to just uh, thank you for being on the show. Happy birthday to Flight Restaurant. Uh, 6724 Bright Avenue, Whittier, California. They are celebrating 15 years in business. Uh, so congratulations to Jay and Nakomi. You guys are amazing. 15 years in Whittier, California. If you haven't been to flight, you don't know what you're missing out on. So uh, go check it out. 6724 Bright Avenue, Whittier, California. Flight in Whittier. Happy birthday, guys. 15 years. Congrats. Hey, stop by and check us out at the My Whittier Pop-Up Shop, 10046 Scott Avenue, Whittier, California, 90603. We are open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., closed for lunch, and then we reopen 2 p.m. to about 5.30 p.m., cash only on Saturday, cash and card available on the other days. And also make sure and go to mywhittier.com. We are adding new content daily. And uh, we started to do some blog entries that are really cool. So check it out, mywittier.com. Now that was a supersized episode of the My Whittier Podcast. So we're going to wrap things up right now. Make sure and go to YouTube and subscribe to the My Whittier TV channel. we got that Pizza Mania video up. And we will get to that pizza podcast very, very soon. Uh, sooner than later, we'll be back with you here on the My Whittier Podcast. Until then, eat, shop, and live in Whittier, California. I will see you guys all real, real soon. Take care.